That was bad timing. <laughs> I just dropped my light. Welcome to the Brave, Fit, and Thriving podcast. I hope you guys are all having a really great start to your Tuesday. Uh, today's topic is about tracking and why you might not be making progress while you are tracking your diet. Whether you are using a calorie tracking app like my Fitness Pal, Fitbit, MyNet Diary, or maybe you are writing down your foods. You might have been doing this for either a week, maybe you've been doing it for a month. Hell, you might have been doing it for even a few months, but maybe you are still struggling to see progress. Maybe the scale isn't changing, or maybe it's even going in the wrong direction. Maybe clothes aren't fitting any better. Maybe you are experiencing a lot of hunger, or maybe there are some other issues that you are feeling and you're still tracking your diet and it's starting to feel a little bit hopeless. So I'm going to go through some of the reasons why you might be tracking your diet and not seeing progress. I'm going to go through all of the reasons and some of them might surprise you. Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the topic of this podcast, please make sure you give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Dana F. Fit. And if you gain any value from this podcast, please rate it five stars on Spotify. I would super appreciate that. I'm already entirely grateful for the 12 people who've already voted so far. And if you are listening to this podcast and you did vote five stars already on Spotify, just know that I am grateful for you from the bottom of my heart. All right, so let's get into the lowdown of this episode. I know that you know tracking your diet is essential to making progress, whether it is tracking your portions, whether you are tracking on an app, whether you're writing everything down, you need to be aware of how much and what kinds of foods you are eating on the regular. And this doesn't mean that when you track your foods, it's always going to be 100% healthy, but you still want to make sure you're tracking everything. And I know there's a lot of people out there who have been tracking, who know that that is what you need to do in order to make sure you're taking in the right amount of calories to achieve the result that you want. You need to make sure that you're eating less calories than your body needs in order to lose body fat. Or maybe you're eating in a surplus, aka extra calories to gain muscle and bulk up, whatever your goal is. But if you are not tracking properly, you are not going to make progress. And I've known quite a few women who have struggled with this, who were tracking every single day, was tracking pretty, you know, what we thought was everything that they ate. And yet the scale wouldn't budge. And these are some of the common issues that I've noticed with some of these clients or people that I've talked to when they're tracking their diet. Some of these I've even experienced myself in the past, by the way. (laughs) I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I have made some of these mistakes myself too and even occasionally find myself making them again and have to reel it in. But I've had people who have made these mistakes on the regular and fix them, overcome them because you become aware of these issues and then things just start streamlining in the right direction. Suddenly, they're starting to lose weight when they weren't losing weight before. Decide, but besides, besides tracking, well, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> PMS does that to me. Despite tracking, there we go. That's the right word. <laughs> they were not losing weight or they weren't getting the results they wanted. Despite tracking, they fixed their tracking habits because they became aware of these mistakes. And then things just started shifting. Suddenly the scale was going down. They're starting to look tone and they were like, all right, everything is finally going in the right direction here. So here are some of the issues and make sure, make sure you become aware of these because again, tracking your diet is going to be pointless if 
you are not tracking properly. It's only going to make you feel stressed out because you're going through this effort of tracking and yet you're not seeing any results. But don't let that discourage you from quitting tracking because again, it takes one little shift, one little change in these habits for you to start moving in the right direction. It could be one, it could be a combination of all of these. So make sure you pay attention to these mistakes. Number one, the biggest mistake that I see people making when they are tracking their diet is waiting until the end of the day to track their food. Why is this a problem? Well, think about this. When you make breakfast, you have maybe three or four ingredients, right? And if you wait until the end of the day, how are you going to remember exactly the quantities, exactly what you ate? Maybe you might miss an ingredient. Maybe you didn't weigh out your avocado and you just have to guesstimate at the end of the day. Same thing with snacks. Uh, that's going to be also another issue in itself. But if you wait until the end of the day, you're going to be forgetting a snack. Maybe you went for a handful of popcorn. Maybe you went for a handful of almonds. And at the end of the day, you're looking back at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and maybe you might remember to log a snack. But if you wait until the end of the day, I guarantee 100% that you are going to be underestimating your calories by at least 300, at bare minimum. Usually it's like 500 or more. So if you think you're at a calorie deficit, you wait until the end of the day to track, you're convincing yourself that you have a slow metabolism because you look at your food log and you're like, I'm only eating 1300 calories a day. I'm only eating 1500 calories a day and I'm not losing weight. I'm getting my steps. I'm working out. I'm drinking water. Why is this not working? It's because you are not tracking everything because you wait until the end of the day. How do you fix this? Well, the answer is pretty obvious. You need to track your food before you eat it. You can't trust your memory. You have stress. You have to go to work. You might have kids or fur babies to take care of. Maybe you have other stuff going on in your life. You can't remember every single thing that you've consumed in the last 12 hours, especially if there's like 15 different food items. How are you going to remember? Track before you eat or best method, pre-track. It takes away a lot of stress. I guarantee it. Whether you do it the night before, when you go into your food tracking app, just scroll to the next day, pre-track as much as possible, or the morning of, before you eat breakfast, or when you're sitting down, use it up as an opportunity to build your quote-unquote menu for the day. That way, when it comes time to lunch, dinner, snack time, all you have to do is look at your app and be like, oh, that's what I have planned for snack time. Oh, that's what I have planned for lunch. And this is how much I need. Cool. Easy peasy. Instead of thinking like, oh, is this going to be the right choice? Is this going to fit into my nutrition plan? Is this going to actually help me make progress? Oh, I don't know. If you pre-track and track your food before you put it in your mouth, you will see progress, especially if you are making sure that it is aligned with your nutrition goals. It takes less than 30 seconds to open up your phone, go on my fitness pal and log one, two, three foods. It takes less than 30 seconds to do that. Is that 30 seconds worth making progress? Don't skip it. It's only 30 seconds. You can, if you're, even when you're just sitting down and you're about to eat breakfast, you can, heck, I don't recommend it, but if you have that fork in your hand, you have another hand free, right? Just go log it right there while you're eating. Make it happen. Because that's the biggest mistake that I see. You're going to be underestimating by at minimum 300 calories. Likelihood more than that. Probably around 500. You don't have a slow metabolism. It's because you are not accountable for all the food that you're eating. Another thing too, another big mistake is not measuring and literally just estimating all of the food that you're eating. Like you think, oh, this looks like about a cup. 
when it's actually two. Like when you pour when you pour a bowl of cereal and the serving size is say two thirds of a cup, right? You a lot of cereals, especially granola, calorie dense cereals, like a serving size is anywhere from two thirds of a cup to one cup, right? A cup is actually kind of small, to be honest. And so if you're getting a bowl and you're filling up that bowl, even halfway with cereal, that's about two servings. But if you track that as one cup, you are underestimating by half the amount of calories that's actually in that bowl of cereal. So again, at the end, at the end of the day, when you look at your food log, you're like, I only ate 1300 calories. I only ate 1500 calories. You ate more than that because you're not tracking properly. So use a measuring cup or get a kitchen scale, put your bowl on the kitchen scale, put it to grams, look at the serving size on the box of cereal, pour it in, measure it out. Another mistake that I see is only tracking meals and not tracking snacks. And I know this sounds, uh, doesn't sound as common. It's not, I guess it's not as common as they waiting until the end of the day to track, but you'd be surprised how many people don't really consider snacks as caloric because they're small. It's like, okay, well, it's such a small amount of food. It doesn't really count against me, right? Wrong, wrong. Because snacks can have anywhere between like 200, 500 calories, especially if it's things like crackers, like cheese. Um, maybe you are stealing food from your kids and that's your snack or, you know, bites, licks, bites, licks and chews. Sorry, sometimes I talk too fast. That's the ADHD in me. BLTs. Bites, licks, and chews. You take one bite of your kid's food. You take a bite of your husband's or your spouse or your girlfriend's or, you know, you're just sampling from everybody else at the table, right? Well, every bite is like, say, 20 to 25 calories, all right? So if you're taking like 10 bites a day from other people's foods, that's about 200 calories, right? Over the span of a week, that's 1,400. So if you are in a mild calorie deficit by about 200 now, again, you, it's hard to be exact with calorie deficits, okay? You don't know exactly what your calorie deficit is, but you can get a kind of rough idea if you're you know, consistent with your workouts, usually like around the same step range, you keep your calories consistent. Like you can kind of get a rough estimate. Um, there's really no exact way to know, but if you are like around a 200 calorie deficit and you're doing these bites, looks and chews every single day, it adds up and you will not be in a calorie deficit. So you could track bites, licks, and chews. I'll be honest. You can do that. Uh, go into my fitness pal. Go into your app. Create a custom food. Make it 25 calories. Three grams carbs, one gram fat, one gram protein. There you go. And so every time you take a bite, lick, or chew, account for it. Even if it's not perfect. Even if it's probably not exactly that, those macros, and it's not exactly 25 calories, like at least you're accounting for most of it. But be aware of that. Be aware of that habit and count your snacks. Count those bites, licks, and chews. Don't just count breakfast, lunch, and dinner because just because it's not a meal, the calories still count. The calories will still add up. And, and that also goes for don't just only track quote unquote caloric foods, okay? I know a lot of people don't track fruit and don't track calorie dense vegetables. Um, you still want to track fruit. You still want to track fruit because it's still... Uh, you still take in calories that way. It's a good idea to track your veggies, uh, especially if you're eating large amounts because still caloric, but you also want to make sure you're getting your fiber. But by avoiding tracking that, you know, it's also going to skew your total calories for the day. Another mistake is also not tracking liquids. And I see this quite often too. Maybe use almond milk and you don't track it because, oh, it's a low calorie, it's a low calorie food. Like it's a it's a low calorie liquid. It's only 30 calories per cup. So I don't need to track it. But like, if you're using three to four cups of almond milk for your coffee throughout the day or for your protein shakes, like that is still 
about 90 to 120 calories. Again, through the span of a week, that's going to be about 800 calories that you're not tracking. So that will lower your calorie deficit. And if you are making a multitude of these mistakes, you're going to be grossly underestimating your total calories and you're not going to really know where you're at. Another thing that I see is only tracking half of the week. And I'll be honest, I have been there too. I have definitely been there too. Um, but the problem with this is when you're only tracking three to four days out of the week, on the other days, you look at the days that you tracked and you're like, oh, I'm good. And I can just kind of be a little bit intuitive this day. But again, if you're not measuring and if you haven't been tracking for a while, if you don't know your body too well, like it's very easy, again, to overconsume on those days that you don't track, especially if you are making those other mistakes during the days that you do track, because then you have a skewed perception of how much food your body actually needs in order to get the result that you want. So for example, you are tracking four days and on the three days, you're kind of going off and you're still not measuring and you're still like kind of doing bites, licks and chews, and you're still just eating extra snacks because you don't view them as caloric. Like those things add up. They add up. That's why it's important to track and important to track as accurately as you can. Now, I'm not saying you're all going to be 100% perfect. And it is a learning process. Being aware of these mistakes makes you better. The Being aware of these mistakes will help you make progress. Don't get down on yourself about it. Just learn from it. Which brings me to this last one. And I actually made a video on this. So if you haven't seen my avocado in Instagram or Facebook reel, uh, it was pretty surprising even to me. I will be honest. I was actually kind of shocked because I grabbed a large avocado from the grocery store, right? And so when you go into food logging apps, you can log a large avocado. You can log a medium avocado or a small avocado and cut it in half, right? Well, there is no specific metric for what is small, what is medium, what is large. So a few things can happen. One, you can have a large avocado and be like, eh, that's kind of small or that's eh, medium. All right, cool. Have a whole thing. Or you still, you you buy it as a large avocado, right? And so you have half of it. You're like, okay, large is a large, but a large avocado in my fitness pal is say maybe 200 grams, right? The large avocado that you bought is twice that size. So you're actually eating twice the amount of calories that you're logging. So this is why, especially with really caloric dense foods, you want to measure or weigh avocado, absolutely weigh it out. Because again, there is no, you, there's no consistency with large avocados, medium avocados, small avocados, like they're all different sizes, like the pit too. Like you might have one that has a teeny tiny pit, right? And then you have one that has a large pit. So the avocado with a tiny pit is going to have more calories than the one with a large pit because there's going to be more meat of the avocado in there. But if you track it as a regular avocado, you're going to be underestimating and consuming more calories than you think you are. So measure, weigh your avocado. Same thing, like fruit, you still want to measure. Of course, you don't want to, like with a with an apple, if you get an extra large apple, but you track it as a medium, you're underestimating. So be honest with the size or better yet, again, weigh it out if you're trying. If you are really struggling with fat loss and you need to be a little more precise, you can weigh out your fruit. Um, you can also use measuring cups. Um, but be honest with the size. Uh, but with calorie dense things like avocado, make sure you measure it out, weigh it out. Potato, um, again, you know, a small potato, there's no consistent metric. Same thing with medium or large. So go by weight or cups. If you are like dicing up the potato, slicing it, like use, use a measurement metric 
rather than the size metric. That's going to be more effective. It's going to be more accurate. And you will know if you are truly in a calorie deficit, because that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest reason why somebody who's tracking their diet is frustrated that they're not making progress is because of any of these issues. This, they're not actually tracking accurately. They're grossly underestimating. And I know that if you have been tracking right now, and if you've been tracking for a while and you're feeling bad because you've been making these mistakes, don't feel bad. Take action to change it. Commit to yourself that you are going to address these problems and overcome it. I like, I have this saying with my clients is don't call the past. Don't call days where maybe you didn't do things right. Don't call them bad days. Call them off days and be like, I'm going to look at them and learn from them. Like if you've noticed you've been making these mistakes, learn from it, move forward and take steps to correct it. Take steps to make it easier for you to make these action steps. Like if you find that you're super busy during the day that you can't track your food, track it the night before. Put that as part of your nighttime routine. Make it like a puzzle. Honestly, it's kind of fun. It's it's like, it's again, you're building a meal plan for the next day for yourself. It takes a lot of stress off your shoulders. Measuring, it gets easier the more frequent that you do it. Literally just leave your food scale out on the kitchen counter and you put your dish on the food scale, tear it, put the food that you're going to eat on, boom, it tells you the grams of it. Tear it, then you can put the next food on. Tear it, there you go. You can measure it out that way. You can use measuring cups. Track your snacks. Best thing is have have snacks available that are easy to track. Single serving containers, pre-measure, like get Ziploc bags. If you have a bag of chips that has five servings in it, measure out a single serving and put it in Ziploc bags. Same thing with pretzels, any type of snack, or even some bars. Something that's easy for you to keep track of. Be aware of the bites, licks, and chews that you do, okay? If you like to steal a bite of your kid's food, be aware of that and track it. If you steal a bite of food from your husband, track it. 25 calories, one gram fat, one uh, three grams carbs, one gram protein, boom. That way you're at least accountable for those bites, looks, and chews that you're taking. Track uh, track all food, not just caloric, quote unquote, food. Fruit, you still want to track. Track liquids, track your creamer, track your milk. Doesn't matter if you're just using a little bit in your coffee or your milk. If you're having multiple coffees throughout the day and you are just kind of half absurdly pouring creamer, you think it's a tablespoon, but it's actually two. Like, again, those calories add up during the span of a week. Uh, track more often than just half of the week. Now, I'm not saying you have to track every single day, all of the time. Most often, like once my clients have been tracking pretty consistently and they're accurate, we incorporate intuitive days. So that way they don't have to track every single day. It gives them a little bit of a mental break. Um, but again, we want to make sure that they're not making these mistakes so that they have a proper association with like how much food their body actually needs. But you do need to track more than half the days. And I will tell you from experience, definitely even the best of us, even the best of us who are really good at tracking our macros should not just track half the days and make sure that you track with volume rather than size as best as possible, especially with calorie dense foods like avocados, especially with calorie dense foods, like even chickpeas, like hummus, you want to make sure that you are measuring or weighing, not just scooping it out. Um, and remember, like there is no set like size for these things, like small potatoes still vary in size, a large potato still varies in size, like you want to measure it out, weigh it out. And if you are refusing to do any of this, and instead you're like, I'm just going to do keto because it's easier. I'm just going to fast because it's easier. Like 
you're not going to address any of these issues anyway. So you're not going to be successful long term. I know some people who even decide to try to go to weight loss surgery in order to avoid addressing these issues. And that has its own issues later on down the road. But these steps or these these mistakes, if you fix these errors and you start tracking accurately, I guarantee you will make progress 110 percent. All right. So that is all for today's episode. I hope you guys gained some value from this. Let me know what your biggest takeaway from this was and what maybe mistake you have been making when it comes to tracking. I would love to hear if any of these resonated with you. I will tell you personally for me, I have had many of these in the past. Early on, I used to, I didn't track my almond milk before, like a few years ago, I was bad about that. Um, and there have been some times, even in the recent past, where I wait until the end of the day to track. And I know the next day I think back and I'm like, wait, I forgot that. Shit, I was off by like 150 calories. Like I have made these mistakes before too. I will admit it. So let me know which mistake you've made and which one you are going to overcome and fix. Remember, don't don't feel bad if you've been making these mistakes, okay? Just learn from it and move forward. You can still make progress.